Hello, welcome to the Fringe Following. Today is September 27th, 2020. Today we're going to be talking about the recent developments of the General Flynn case. A little bit of a background on that. Who is General Flynn in case you are now just catching up? And what is currently come out, and there's going to be some new bombs, I believe, dropped on that this week, although we don't know what they are yet. Hi, Michelle. Hey, Ronnie. How you doing? I'm good. I've just been doing a lot of my you know, homework and backtracking on this because this has been going on since 20, what, 17? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So here are my, well, here's a little bit of background on this whole entire case. And in case you don't know who General Flynn is by now, um, a little bit of background on him. He's a retired United States Army Lieutenant General. He was the 24th NSA advisor, the National Security Advisor, uh, for the first 22 days of the Trump administration until his forced resignation. So his military career included a key role in shaping U.S. counterterrorism strategy in dismantling insurgent networks in the Afghanistan and Iraq wars. He was given numerous combat arms, conventional and special operations, senior intelligence assignments. Uh, He served as the 18th director of the Defense Intelligence Agency from July 2012 until his forced retirement from the military in August 2014. Now, uh, after leaving the military, he established the Flynn Intel Group, which provided intelligence services for businesses and governments, including in Turkey. In 2017, uh, Flynn registered as a foreign agent, acknowledging that in 2016 he had conducted paid lobbying work that may have benefited Turkey's government. Uh, Now, I'm getting this off of Wikipedia, so this is uh, just a little synopsis. Mm -hmm. Um, On February 13th, 2017, he resigned after information surfaced that he had misled Vice President Mike Pence about the nature and content of his communications with Russian ambassador ambassador to the United States, Sergei Kislak. And Flynn's tenure as the NSA is the shortest in the history of the Position. So in December 2017, Flynn formalized a deal with special counsel Robert Mueller to plead guilty to a felony of willfully and knowingly making false statements to the FBI and agreed to cooperate with special counsel's investigation. In January 2020, Flynn removed or moved to withdraw his guilty plea, claiming government vindictiveness and breach of the plea agreement. So the U.S. Justice Department, Department of Justice, announced that it would intended to drop all charges against Flynn on May 7th, 2020. Federal District Judge Emmett G. Sullivan ruled the matter to be placed on hold. Okay, so that's just a brief Wikipedia synopsis. Um, now, there's a lot more uh, evil, you know, uh, an evil plot here at play. Um, There's still a lot of the American people who do believe that um, the Trump administration colluded with Russia to get Rush uh, to get Trump elected, Um, things like this. So this goes way back. Uh, Basically, what's happening here is Obama. That's Obamagate. He spied on the the campaign, and they, as far as Flynn is concerned, they targeted him. Now, nobody knows exactly why. Uh, the word on the street is that Flynn knows a lot um, about 
these deep state players. He knows a lot of dirt. So they targeted him and they believed, you know, quotes, believed him to be a, a secret Russian agent. Um, now ended up being a bogus perjury charge. So when they went to uh, ask him, you know, and, and interview him, he resisted. He resisted this claim and they threatened to hurt his son. Now, this is the FBI agency. They threatened to hurt his son until he signed a confession that he indeed had had dealings with Russia. Um, so there's written record that this actually did happen, that he had been set up. So wow. it was put it was put down on notes that he was set up. Uh, wow. So January 4th, 2017, they did close the case. There was no derogatory info they could find. But Peter Strzok, who was an FBI agent at the time, he demanded it stay open. Um, they, they wanted the investigation to stay open. And their whole, you know, idea was to just crush General Flynn. Um, so... July 2018, uh, Strzok was, you know, went in front of a Senate hearing and, um, he, you know, he was, they were trying to figure out if he was biased and he says, there's no evidence, you know, that he's biased. So, um, no no evidence that Strzok is biased. Yeah. Right. So, um, I'm going to go ahead and play a little clip though on, on that actual, hearing that took place in July 2018, uh, just so you can kind of hear. Now, when you watch <laughs> Peter Strzok, I when I look at him, and I was just telling somebody today, he reminds me of a poster boy of the deep state. So if you ever do get a chance, look at these old hearings and just look at his body language, look at the expressions on his face. I mean, the man is smug as hell. Um, and James Comey is too, but we'll get to him in a minute. Um, let me pull this up really quick. You can hear a clip of, um, what this was on, uh, actually Tucker Carlson. He just had a clip of this himself. So hang on. In my 26 years of defending our nation, did my personal opinions impact any official action I took. This is true for the Clinton email investigation, for the investigation into Russian interference, and for every other investigation I've worked on. It is not who I am, and it is not something I would ever do, period. I understand that my sworn testimony will not be enough for some people. After all, Americans are skeptical of anything coming out of Washington. But the fact is, After months of investigations, there's simply no evidence of bias in my professional actions. So that's his um, side to the story. And as you heard, you know, he said something about Hillary's emails and this and that. Well, that's coming up again. Mm -hmm. Yes. So uh, we have Durham currently probably reopening that. I know he's currently looking at the Clinton Foundation, but that's a whole other, <laughs> a whole other episode. Um, now, as far as uh, so the um, you know they had an insurance policy against Trump's election, promising to stop Trump. So what they had called a, called this internal investigation was Razor. What Peter Strzok 
try to convict um, Flynn with was called the Logan Act. And what the Logan Act is, is it bans private citizens from conducting diplomacy with foreign countries. And that hasn't even been um, implemented since before the Civil War. So that was a very rare, you know, thing. So basically what I'm saying is, you know, Peter Strzok had a 14-page report and he was trying to pin uh, General Flynn on this. So his, uh, his weapon against that bashed Flynn. And so everywhere you looked, you heard, oh, Russian collusion, Russian collusion, Russian collusion, blah, 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 blah. So what happened after that was the FBI arranged a meeting at the White House. Um, I don't even know if it was after that. See, my timeline might be a little faulty, but around here somewhere, the FBI, and this is where James Comey comes in. Um, he arranged a meeting at the White House, or he sent a couple of guys over, and uh, Flynn didn't know what was coming. So there's handwritten notes to get Flynn to lie or to get him fired. So um, Flynn admitted to a phone call with a Russian ambassador, which was a meaningless phone call. There was nothing bad about it. And, um, you know, the FBI knew about that phone call because they were spying on him. And they were spying on the whole campaign during the time. So... um, here is an interview I'm going to queue up. It was on 92nd Street Y. This was the show. I've never even heard of it. I don't even know where this is, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. But it did air in December 2018. And you're going to hear James Comey. And, you know, he's just kind of coming across as um, kind of smug. Uh, the audience is laughing. And this is a frame a frame up of, of Flynn. This is the demise of a man that was in my eyes, innocent. And and as time goes on, it's looking more and more like this, that he is a hundred percent innocent, but I am going to cue up this um, now. Now I am going to mention that, uh, you know, as of today, Sunday, the 27th, uh, there's a new show coming out uh, tonight, tonight. And I think it's on showtime. Let me see here. Uh, Yeah. The Comey rule is coming out on Showtime tonight. So how convenient, how, you know, the, the timing is just impeccable. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm going to run a clip. And this clip was kind of, you know, played everywhere back a few months ago, but we're going to just play it again. Hold on a minute. Look at this White House now, and it's hard to imagine two FBI agents ending up in the sit room. How did that happen? I sent them. Um, something we I probably wouldn't have done or maybe gotten away with in a more organized investigation, a more organized administration. I thought it's early enough. Let's just send a couple guys over. <laughs> and so uh, we placed a call to Flynn, said, hey, we're sending a couple guys over. Uh, hope you'll talk to them. He said, sure. Nobody else was there. They interviewed him in a conference room at the White House Situation Room, and he lied to them. And that's what he's now pled guilty to. What did he think they were coming over there for? Uh, I don't think he knew. I know we didn't tell him. All right. So you heard it from him. Um, now, to me, you know, if you, it just sounds like a setup yeah, to me. It does, definitely. You know, it just sounds like an impromptu, okay, let's get over there, let's get this guy. 
Um, and they were spying. There's handwritten notes, like I said, that they were going to get him to lie or get him fired. Um, now, in May 2020, the Justice Department uh, debated to drop the Flynn case uh, because as they were looking at it, they didn't see anything. You know, they didn't see that he was guilty of, of anything. But uh, Judge Emmett Sullivan has been keeping it wrapped up in the courts because he keeps saying, well, General Flynn lied. He lied. He lied. He lied. He committed perjury. No, he was set up. He was threatened. Now, they don't probably don't have a recording of them threatening. And if even if they were recording it to use some kind of clips, they would have probably just erased that portion of it, you know. Um, but there were notes that were being passed that said that alone. So that should tell that should be enough to mm-hmm. tell you right there. Uh, right. They wanted yeah, him to lie. Exactly. Um, let's see. So the DOJ filing stated reasons to drop the case. Um, they found no derogatory info. Uh, linking Flynn to Russia. So the whole thing was completely set up. And uh, so what came came out uh, right around that time, and again, my timeline is faulty because I said this is, you know, many years. But Lisa Page was uh, Peter Strzok's girlfriend. And and Peter Strzok and Lisa Page were texting back and forth. Um, And there's just kind of evidence there again that he was keeping it open. And she was like, really? I'm surprised we're keeping that open, you know, that whole investigation, blah, blah, blah. So the way I don't have it in front of me, but the way in which it was worded was, you know, it got spread around the news cycle and um, just, you know, the whole thing just sounded, you know, again, like a setup. Um, But, you know, if if Flynn had been convicted, he would have been convicted of of a max of five years uh, in prison. So here's another thing. So the inauguration of 2017, this is January 2017. Now this kind of goes back to who was behind this. All right. And so President Obama said he wanted to be sure that as we engage, now this was Susan Rice's final memo. She actually wrote this down. And what she writes is President Obama said he wants to be sure that as we engage with the incoming team, we are mindful to ascertain if there's any reason that we cannot share info fully as it relates to Russia. So Barack Obama believed that Trump could be a Russian agent, believed Mm -hmm. again, you know, setting the stage, right? right? Uh, Susan Rice's memo says the president asked Comey to inform him if anything changes in the next few weeks that should affect how we share classified information with the incoming team. So Comey said he would. Uh, So basically what that said and what I, what Tucker Carlson was saying on his show, because this, a lot of this info I'm getting is basically from him. And then also a couple of other articles I read over the years, but um, that basically was to investigate Obama was saying, please just investigate my political rivals so I can act against him, you know? So that's when the spying um, on the whole thing began. Actually, I think that spying happened even during the campaign though, when, when uh, Trump was running, I believe Mm -hmm. again, this is a long (laughs) process, you know, it's a long thing. Uh, And then also, you know, not to mention Joe Biden was sitting in the room when all of this was being talked about, you know, with Obama there and everything else. Um, so, you know, and then 
back at that time, and even now to a huge degree, the media is still ignoring the hoax. Uh, you have a lot of people saying, you know, no, Trump is, you know, colluding with Putin and, um, you know, uh, Putin helped him to get elected and blah, 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 blah. You know, it just goes on and on. And I'm still hearing that even now, just from the general population, you know, you read comments and stuff, and I'm still seeing that, that narrative is still being pushed by people who either don't believe Flynn is innocent or don't want to believe he's innocent or they're just watching your basic, you know, corporate media outlets and they're not looking into all this themselves looking at, cause they, you know, there are lots of documents coming out uh, there, about there this. There is. And so and that's, that's a very good point. It's, it's because people are listening to, you know, mainstream media, you know, the regular media sources. I, you know, you and I talked about this, about, you know, researching this and, and you were very fortunate. You found a lot. I couldn't find very much at all on General Flynn. And it was very frustrating, especially the recent developments, um, you know, that happened this week. It was very hard to find. Yeah. And it's because it's not being covered. Right. It's simply not being covered. So Newsweek did pick it up, they which surprised me. Um, I'm we... kind of impressed with them. They, they Yeah. Well, I don't know if that's normal for them. I never really paid much attention to Newsweek uh -huh. before because you just kind of assume, well, they're all in it together, you know. Um, but, I, yeah, I did see that the, this came out, and I'm going to go ahead and read this from Newsweek. It was uh, published on the 24th of this month, September. Um, and just to kind of get back as to why, though, this case is still lingering, and I already kind of touched upon a bit, Emmett Sullivan, who's the judge, um, you know, he says that he committed perjury and he pled guilty. That's his excuse. Mm -hmm. That's what he keeps saying. He keeps overlooking the fact that these notes said, we're going we're gonna to get this guy fired or we're going to get him to lie, you know, and he's, I don't know. So he's either part of it, part of the whole scheme somehow. You know, I, I believe these guys are all, they all stick together. Um, and I do believe this, I, from what I understand that Clinton was, Hillary Clinton was involved in paying for this whole mess, you mm. know, to get it going. Right. Cause she's still pissed off that she lost. Right. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, when they, when they investigated, they questioned, um, Susan Rice. I mean, she even said there's no evidence in this Russia case. She said that herself. Um, and Flynn, it, it even said, well, Russia is a declining power. He was more concerned about China. And as we know, Biden has ties to China, you know, um, and I believe that they were probably getting um, ready. If, if Biden wins, we might be speaking Chinese here in a few years. But um, I digress. I just do think they're going to be taking over um, quite a bit, actually, because that was already beginning anyway. But anyway, back to um, the Flynn case. So, yes, September 24th, this was published in Newsweek. And it says here. You know, Trump was right about FBI scramble to assemble Russia evidence after 2016 win text claim. So it says here, uh, FBI employee involved in the probe into a formal national security advisor, Michael Flynn, claimed that President Donald Trump was right while discussing a 2017 intelligence briefing regarding the Russia probe, according to a court filing. The federal court documents filed by Michael Flynn's lawyers in the U.S. District Court of Columbia on Thursday included tech 
text message conversations between FBI staffers about former President Barack Obama intelligence briefing on January 5th, 2017. One unnamed FBI employee asked another, what's the word on how Obama's briefing went? Don't know, but people here are scrambling for info to support certain things, and it's a madhouse, the FBI colleague replied. Trump was right. Still not put it together. Why do we do this to ourselves? What is wrong with these people? Mm-hmm. After Obama's briefing, the then vice, uh, well, the then president asked Vice President Joe Biden and FBI Director John, James Comey to stay behind, along with Deputy Attorney General Sally Yates and National Security Advisor Susan Rice for discussion about Flynn, then a Trump campaign advisor. The details of what took place during the meeting has been intensely speculated and debated by both sides of the political aisle. On January 3rd, 2017, Trump tweeted a suggestion that the Russian hacking briefing was delayed so his opponents could build a case. The president has also alleged on numerous occasions that his predecessor engaged in treason. According to Rice and Yates, Obama was concerned over whether restrictions should be placed on the sharing of classified information with Flynn, the incoming national security advisor. At the time, he was being probed by the FBI as part of the Russia investigation, which started in July 2016. So in testimony before the Senate on August 5th, Yates said under oath that Obama and Biden never attempted to influence the FBI's investigation of Flynn. During the meeting, the president, the vice president, the national security advisor did not attempt to in any way to direct or influence any investigation, she said. Flynn's lawyers shared additional text messages by an FBI employee on January 10th, 2017, saying that the analysts all went and purchased professional liability insurance because they were worried that the whole thing is pretty ugly. I think the concern when we got it was that there was a big leak at DOJ and the New York Times, among others, was going to do a piece, the employee wrote. If that piece comes out and January 20th comes around, the new AG, Attorney General, might have some questions. Then yada, 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 we all get screwed. Federal employees at all levels often face allegations, complaints, and investigations that carry risk of exposure to liability. And those that deal with the public face the most exposure. Even cases of baseless claims, legal fees, damages, and other costs may run in the hundreds of thousands or even millions of dollars, placing employees and their families' financially security at risk, wrote Federal Times, a source of information for senior U.S. government managers. Fortunately, federal employees can protect themselves and preemptively mitigate this risk through federal employee professional liability insurance. Um, Flynn served as Trump's national security advisor for 24 days. The other article said 22, but whatever, uh, before he resigned. And in 2017, he played, he pleaded guilty to lying to the FBI about his communications with Russia. In May, the justice department announced that it was dropping the case and for charges to be dismissed due to evidence that the agency's questioning of, of Flynn lacked a proper investigative uh, basis. So that's all on that currently. 
Um, so as you can see, there's just little, these little text messages, these little handwritten notes, you know, um, things that are starting to come out. Now, uh, I watched Lindsey Graham this morning on, uh, that Sunday show with Maria, uh, I could be slaughtering her name, um, Bart, Bartomeo. It's, it's like an Italian name, but anyway, she has her show on Fox news on Sundays mm-hmm. and, uh, he says there's something big coming out this week too. What that is, I have no clue. So we'll have to keep our ears open. But um, yeah, and there's just uh, you know um, a lot of people are saying that the the you know that that the judge in the case should resign. Uh, you had Ken Starr. He was on Fox back in May. A lot of this kind of broke out in, in May because there was just new information revealed at the time. Um, but he here he is talking about. You know, the fact that Emmett Sullivan should resign. I'm going to go ahead and play that clip. Hold on. The other side of the Michael Flynn story tonight are the actions from Judge Emmett Sullivan, who is attempting to proceed with possible prosecution. Today, Flynn's legal team took action to try to prevent that from happening. They filed an emergency appeal to grant the DOJ's request to close the case and to kick the judge off. Of the case. Attorney Sidney Powell's petition to the Court of Appeals says that Judge Sullivan has abandoned, quote, any pretense of being an objective umpire and calls Flynn a victim of a Kafka esque nightmare. Minutes before the appeal was filed, Judge Sullivan scheduled an oral argument in the case for July 16th. That's a ways away. And here now, Ken Starr, former independent counsel under President Clinton and author of Contempt, a memoir of the Clinton investigation. Ken, good to see you uh, this evening. So what do you Thank think you. of Sidney Powell's move here to uh, to try to take this to an appeals court to see if they will uphold the DOJ's decision? Exactly the right thing. Uh, I'm very surprised that Judge Sullivan, who has an excellent reputation, but uh, we're in violation right now of Civics 101. He's a judge. He's not the prosecutor. And Attorney General Barr, Martha, did this exactly right when new evidence came to light, including evidence that had been withheld from Sidney Powell and the prior team. He had an assessment. He, the Attorney General, had an assessment done. That assessment resulted in the judgment, we must dismiss these charges. The charges never should have been brought. That should have been granted by the judge. So yeah. I... And that was based on the exculpatory information that came forward. We saw the bill precept notes, uh, the counterterrorism uh, official at the FBI and the like. So because that was none of that was shared with his attorneys, um, that was seen as grounds to drop the case. Now, on the other side of the equation, uh, Judge Sullivan says that General Flynn twice pled guilty, said, yes, I lied to the FBI twice in two different court environments. And he says, you know, that he committed perjury when he did that, that you you can't do that. And then suddenly at the end of the process say, oh, I, I, I take it all back. What do you say to that? What we know is that he was under intense pressure. The charges never should have been brought. The charges were unfair from everything that we know by Bob Mueller's team. So this has been a series of terrible injustices. The interview itself for the FBI should not have taken place. The FBI had investigated him for four months and were closing the case. That determination was countermanded as a political matter. And you just talked about the other dimension of this intrusion into the process of transition from one government to to the next, one administration to the next. Here's the point. It's the Justice Department's prerogative whether to dismiss the charges. 
The Attorney General of the United States made that determination based on recommendation by a career prosecutor who looked very carefully at this. General Flynn has been done and in justice. He was under terrific pressure. I call it coercion. So the case should, in fact, be thrown out. And I hope that's what my old court, the D.C. Circuit, sees fit to do. So order Judge Sullivan, notwithstanding his superb reputation over the years, you've gone too far. You've crossed the bounds. You are now seeking to become a prosecutor and not a judge. You should step aside. Yeah. There you heard it from Ken Starr. Um, exactly what's going on there. Yeah, so. and um, one thing that we circle back, the reason why we're talking about this now is the, you know, pages of documents were just released on the 23rd and 24th. So just to circle back to that point again, um, and it exposed this secret plot to manufacture a crime to silence Flynn. So um, in this document that just released, that's when these text messages um, the FBI agents never thought they'd be disclosed, but that's when these text messages were um, revealed and it showed a concerted attempt to sub subvert um, Trump and the, gov the U.S. government and to destroy the life of Flynn. So it's, it's because of those recently released documents that this is coming into play. However, if you were to turn on the regular news, you're not going to hear hardly anything about it. You know, it's it's not being mentioned much at all. And yet this man, if I'm not mistaken, Ronnie, he's still in prison, right? He's still in jail? No, I don't okay. think he is in prison. I don't believe so, okay. no. No, because he was photographed with his family, you know, on Twitter. And, um, you know, he's he's on Twitter, but he has a gag order. He's not allowed to talk about the case okay. yet. Um, I think once he's dismissed, I'm sure he's going to be doing the whole, you know, TV yeah, interview circuit. I, I was reading the family um, statement and it says he has been denied his liberty and freedom for four years, but maybe that's just meaning. Well, his freedom yeah, to speak yeah, about it. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Mm -hmm. And Judge Sullivan is still under the gun and still under, you know, for those that even give a care. And frankly, as we know, the mainstream media does not. But for those that really do care about this injustice, Judge Sullivan is really under the gun for not dismissing it yet. And he still hasn't. And, um, you know, even with these new documents that have come out, it's like it, it keeps piling on more and more that clearly Flynn was never in the wrong. Yet, you know, the judge continues to kind of just ignore it like he's not seen it, you know, and that that's very frustrating. And there is no, um, there is no pressure from most of the United States because most of the press is conveniently ignoring it. So this poor man is really kind of just stuck in the fact that this has to do with Trump and it actually supports Trump. So he, he's basically fucked <laughs> because of that reason. And, mm -hmm. you know, because if the roles are reversed and this had something to do with Obama, like let's say this was showing that Trump was indeed um, colluding with the Russians, we'd be hearing it all day, every day, 24 seven. And, you know, it would be an entirely different situation altogether. And that's, that's the sad part of right. it. I think. Right. Well, yeah. And you keep hearing, though, um, you know, about Russia, because mm -hmm. still Hillary is still sticking by that story, as is James Comey. And they're going to, up until their feet are held to the fire and say, well, wait a minute, look at all this evidence. You know, I didn't, and I didn't even get to, and I almost forgot 
that also, uh, did you hear about the uh, several phones that got wiped out in the Mueller investigation yes, of this yes, whole thing? Yes, I did. Just like Hillary's emails got accidentally deleted, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right. So I have an article somewhere here. Yeah. No, that's not it. Um, that that talks about just that. I, I yeah, want to live in the Democrats' so, world where no one's like accountable to anything, and they can squeak out of, of anything. You know, I it, it's it's kind of a cool world where you can just like destroy evidence, and you know, nobody really <laughs> talks about it except some of the offshoot press. Right. And, you know, you just kind of get away with it all the time. Yeah. It's, it's pretty neat. You know, it's a neat trick. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Well, I keep hearing, though, I don't know about this, these wiped phones, but I keep hearing that they have the emails. But damn, I've been hearing that for four years. So I I don't know. But anyway, here's another. Yeah, this was uh, this actually came out in the middle of the month and September 12th. As far as this article is concerned, this is another Newsweek article. So they're on top of it. Uh, but it says uh, here, Trump compares Mueller team wiping phones to Clinton deleting emails. Um, so it says President Donald Trump compared members of special counsel Robert, Robert Mueller's team wiping their phones clean of data to former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton deleting thousands of emails off a private mail server. Uh, alert. So now we find out that the entire Mueller hit squad illegally wiped their phones clean just prior to the investigation of them, all using the same really dumb reason for this accident, just like crooked Hillary smashing her phones with a hammer and deleting her emails, Trump tweeted early uh, Saturday morning. And that was back probably on, uh, who knows, early September. Uh, The president continued on to say that the Mueller scam should have never been set up in the first place. It was an illegitimate witch hunt, an illegitimate witch hunt. A big price must be paid, he wrote. How different my life would have been if this fraud on America was never committed. Uh, Trump tweeted in response to records released this week by the Department of Justice, DOJ, which suggests that the top members of Mueller's team erased information from at least 15 cell phones, citing, citing, forget forgotten passwords (laughs) (laughs) on all 15, physical damage and missing hardware, according to Politico. The documents were released as part of the Freedom of Information Act request by Judicial Watch, a conservative watchdog group, and and detail the inventory and management of mobile devices assigned to the members of Mueller's team. The DOJ's Office of Inspector General had requested the phones as part of its probe into the origins of Crossfire Hurricane, the name of the FBI investigation into Russia's 2016 election interference and Trump campaign, which later became part of Mueller's probe in 2017. Mueller released his findings in March 2019, concluding that his team's probe did not establish that members of the Trump campaign conspired or coordinated with the Russian government in its election interference activities. Um, DOJ Inspector General Michael Horowitz ultimately determined in December that the FBI complied with policies in his decision to launch Crossfire Hurricane and found no evidence that political bias or improper motivation influenced its decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Okay. Uh, senior, several senators have already requested that the DOJ further investigate the claims revealed in the documents, arguing that the wiped 
devices raise concerns about record retention and transparency. Um, I respectfully request that your open your office open investigation into this matter to determine what, why, and how information was wiped, whether any wrongdoing occurred, and who these be- devices belong to. Senate Homeland Security Chair Ron Johnson wrote in a, to Horowitz in letter. Johnson, a Republican senator from Wisconsin, is in the midst of leading his committee's own review of the crossfire hurricane investigation. Um, so yeah, that's, that's it on that. But, um, you know, it, <laughs> and of course this has to do with the, uh, the crossfire hurricane. This is nothing to do. Well, it has, it's, it overlaps, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, you have that team investigating, you know, the whole, uh, Russia probe, you know, 2016 election. And then you've got this whole, you know, Comey over here and he's got his guys investigating Flynn and that he was somehow, you know, involved in all of this. Um, it's just really one big scam. One big scam. Yep. And, you know, this this erasing of the phones was only a couple of weeks ago, just a couple of weeks ago. And then now you have all of this <laughs> other information released. And I just have to, you know, it is half of America blind? I mean, it just blows my mind that these things happen and, you know, if any of this happened under Trump, it would be an entirely different conversation, an entirely different focus, and we wouldn't stop hearing about it. But somehow, all of this is kind of brushed under the rug. Not many people even know about this. You listening might not have even hear, heard about some of this. Um, and it's just, and you probably are like, who's, maybe you don't even know who Flynn was. I, I have to admit, before this week, I wasn't too um, informed about it until, you know, we started looking into it and Ronnie gave me some stuff to look at. So it is, it's big people. It's really big. And, um, and it's unfortunate because I, I don't know what's going to happen to Flynn. Do you, do you think it's actually going to get resolved or is this, this man going to be? Yeah, I think it is going to get resolved. Um, this because what's happening is is that the people and when I say people I mean population maybe the left you know maybe some mm-hmm. people in the middle uh, who have been hearing the whole time that Trump was colluding with Russia you know or is an agent or or whatever um, you know they didn't they didn't do their uh, you know research into this but also if you think about where we're coming from, we're like, well, you know, Hillary and Obama were behind this and that's what was going on. And see, but we have more data to back up on that as far as written records, text messages are concerned on the left. They're probably thinking, well, you know, yes, Trump is an, is a spy and, and Flynn lied. So why did he lie? He lied. He should have just said, you know, uh, I think he was worried for his family's safety. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, as that's what he had said. So I think what's going on is there's going to be more evidence, I believe, coming out this week related to that because I just heard Lindsey Graham say so. We're going to see what that is. I again uh, in our last couple of podcasts, I think I had mentioned that the circle, the wagons are circling, and I think it's getting tighter and tighter as more stuff comes out. Um, no, they every there's definitely you know people officials saying drop the case, drop the case, drop the case, but Sullivan is hanging yes. it up in the courts. I think 
I think even he knows, but see, I believe he's probably part of the whole, you know, deep state thing. I think he's, uh, um, probably hates Trump, you know, um, from what I hear or understand, I'm not sure, but, um, he's definitely on the left. I think he's not wanting to release this because what happens is general Flynn's going to be able to talk about it. He's going to be able to finally discuss exactly what happened. He's probably going to write a book, you know, he's probably going to have make a movie. I mean, everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, I think he doesn't want that to be released before Ooh, the election. And we're very, that's a good very, point. Very that is a really good point. Yeah, yeah, I could see. I mean, he clearly can't hold on to it forever. At some point, somebody is going to notice. But right now, he can, and not explain his reasons, and that limits Flynn from talking. That's yeah. I see what you're saying now. That's awful. Mm-hmm. That is right. They're also saying that Durham, who's doing a lot of this um, investigating into, I believe, this, and now he's investigating the Clinton Foundation. Uh, Now, when they said that, I thought, is he doing that now? He just started or has he been? I'm not sure about that. And that's been that question in my mind, like, well, what's Durham doing? Um, But he even said that there's going to be no reports dropped uh, before the election. But then someone else had said, some journalist, I can't remember who it was exactly, but it was just something I saw on Twitter this morning. And he had said, well, Durham doesn't report. He he gives out indictments. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, well, okay, uh, we'll see what happens. But I guess this week is supposed to be another big week. And as we go into October, they always have the October surprises. Um, I don't know if, you know, the the Trump campaign is saving something or the whatever, you know, right wing is saving these things for October. I think timing is everything. And uh, whatever's being dropped this week, I believe, is related to what we were just talking about now. And, and so we'll have to see. Yeah, what it is. I, I agree. I mean, that's one thing lately is like every time you turn around, there's some new major story. And that's that's it's so hard, even with us, with with what we're looking for and we have, you know, certain things that we respond to and the certain things that we don't care about, even that, even using those filters, there is just too much to keep up with. And it, it, it just gets, so if it's for us, when we're making it our duty to, to keep track of it so we can report back, I can't imagine for the lay person that's just catching the news or staying on top of it, how much harder it would be. It, it, to us, it's like a part-time or even full-time job. To others, you know, I can't even imagine you trying to to keep up with it. It's crazy. There is just so much out right now and so much misinformation, especially by, you know, the normal media that it's it, – it, and I think they're doing that on purpose, honestly. I mean, I was just thinking today, this is like a circus. And I know that term's been used before to talk about politics, but it, it, it is. You just can't keep track of everything. Um, it's, it's just, yeah. No, as a, you know, as, yeah, as if you're, unless you're involved in it or you're a, a, an immersive journalist who's trying to report on it factually, uh, it's hard to keep up with for the common person. It's hard for me to keep up with. And I kind of sort of keep right. up with it, you know, uh, but even so, you know, you, like I had said in, in previous podcasts, you get busy. Um, and this is a lot of stuff going on. Now, what's interesting is that, and we're going to be doing a podcast coming up on Hunter Biden. Uh, but who was actually the one 
getting money and things from the Russians, you know, yeah. Hunter Biden, but we'll be talking about that. Um, so really this, what I'm seeing is, and, and this is what I kind of was chuckling about on, on a couple of tweets I read this week was it seems like everything the Democrats have blamed Trump for, they were actually doing themselves. <laughs> yes. All right. So that's classic gaslighting and, and then a classic projection is just textbook term for all of that, because that's exactly what's what seems to be going on. The more and more and more these things come out, it's it's like, no, you guys were the one doing this. You know, you're the one that was fooling around with the Russians, no basically. And, you know, we laugh, but it, in reality, it is so sick and it's so unhealthy and it's so frustrating because not only that, the national narrative that we, if we tap into regular sources, all parrot that same exact mindset, that same exact tale. And there is so many holes in it. And all you have to do is go on your computer and do a few clicks and suddenly you find all these holes. And it's like, how in the world can no one be talking about this? How can this not be the biggest story that there is? I mean, this is huge. This man was coerced into lying and, um, you know, having his mm -hmm. son threatened. And yet radio silence crickets play when you try to really dig deep into it. Yes, you can find things. And, you know, as always, as I say, we're going to post these links on our Facebook page along with this podcast so that you can do your own research. We're not trying to tell you how to think. Research it for yourself. And then there's other links to click when you, when you click on something and you can go down those rabbit trails. But most of all, you know, develop your own opinion. And, you know, you know what my opinion is, but what is yours, you know? And, you know, that's something that we want to know as well, you know? Mm -hmm. Right. So I'm going to end it with this. Um, now I'm, go I'm going to go ahead and parrot back what Tucker Carlson said. And it makes a lot of sense that if the FBI can try to take down a general you know, somebody with merit, with a background in government, uh, you know, before all of this had a pretty clean record. Um, what can they do to private citizens? And this is something we should all be thinking about. This is all something we should be uh, on heavy on our minds when we're going to the polls on November 3rd. Not that I'm trying to sway your decision. It's just that do the homework, do the research, uh, look up these documents yourself. Uh, pay attention to the news this coming week, whenever that's going to happen, and decide for yourself. And then think about how easy it was for them to throw an uh, innocent man in jail. Almost they almost did that, um, and and take that home with you, and really, really uh, think about yes. that. And, and, and think about, I mean, if you are, you know, voting for the side that we do, don't speak of, um, why? Why, you know, this is all at your fingertips. You can research it. We're not, you know, blowing smoke up your ass. We really do read these things and research them. And if, you know, there's evidence out there that's supporting what we're saying and what these reports say, why are you choosing not to believe them or why are they so ir irrelevant that you're, you're just going to vote, you know, because, you know, it's not Trump. And so we just encourage you, you know, look at, look at the whole picture, look at everything. And, um, 
make your decisions. Again, we're not trying to sway you. Um, but if you do listen to this and you are voting um, for the other side, you know, drop us a line. Tell us why. We, we'd love to hear it. And not, and not just, you know, oh, because the other side's so terrible and list how terrible they are. No, tell me why this isn't so terrible and, and why it shouldn't be something that you factor in when you're choosing who to vote for. Because we want to know. Um, because, you know, from our standpoint, or especially from my standpoint, I'll speak for myself, I can't fathom it. <laughs> you know, once you start looking at all of this and you go, oh my God, and then you try to look into the other side, the side that we're supporting and seeing, you know, all of those accusations kind of dissolve and there really isn't any good evidence to any of those accusations, yet there's really good evidence here, regardless of whether it's covered in the media or not, you know, why are you holding on to what you're holding on to? And I'll, I'll just put that out there. And we thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, we do request, please give us ratings. Please give us comments. Please let us know what you think. If you hate us or love us, all we want to know is, you know, one way or the other. Or, you know, if you're neutral towards us too, that's fine. And we really do appreciate everyone listening. And we will come back at you with the next news story as soon as we can. Thank you very much.